0: support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com.
1: I grew up in a more conservative religious uh, environment, and that meant that I never really felt like my body belonged to
2: In 2019, I came out as
0: fat on Facebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. I'm Laura Wexler. And I am Jessica Hinken. And this week on the podcast, Bodywork. Two stories of people reclaiming their own self-images.
3: So this first storyteller um, is uh, Christine Herism. Uh She is a a boudoir photographer, um, which is. I was thinking. I was. I was like. I think Laura took some boudoir yes, pics back are, in the they day. Are,
0: um, in a closet somewhere
3: <laughs> they're not out in your house for your no because see- the problem is
0: I don't look like myself at all and yeah. um because basically my hair got straightened as soon as my hair gets straightened I look like someone else completely that makes sense and I- it's like uncanny valley yeah
3: yeah well and I mean I just am um so great i I'm forever grateful that I came up in the world before social media because there would be a hundred I would be that woman that would just constantly be sending out Unfortunate <laughs> pictures of my 20-year-old, 18-year-old, much too young self. But um, anyway. Like this is something different. This yeah. is very and so, different. Yeah. Take this, a listen. Yeah.
0: Listen, because Christine has a really interesting journey to doing this kind of work. All right. So I
1: want to start out by giving you guys a definition of boudoir, which is what I do. I'm a boudoir photographer. Most of the time when I say that to people, they say, "boud what? And I used to be one of those people. Um, So boudoir is intimate portraiture, mainly for women, um, women, femme individuals. And it celebrates your body. So you are wearing nothing but lingerie or a bra and panty set. Sometimes I get you down to just a sheet. Um, It's my favorite thing. Um, And I'm just there to uplift you and celebrate you and capture what is already there, which is that you are absolutely beautiful. Um, So how did I become... A boudoir photographer and it seems really unlikely for me. I grew up in a more conservative religious uh, environment and that meant that I never really felt like my body belonged to me Um, and it was never anybody's intent. There's no anger there or anything like that but it belonged to everybody else before me. It belonged to God first. It belonged to my future husband or men to look at and it belonged to other women to judge and compete with. Um, I was last. So it's taken me a long time to to undo that. But in 2019, I was working in retail, and I was doing photography on the side. So I'd always, I just, I fell in love with photography. I was learning lighting. I was working on portraits, headshots, family photos. Um, I had no idea that boudoir was even a thing at this point. Um, So I have a friend that works for a national boudoir company, and she had them reach out to me in 2019, and they said, hey, do you think you want to learn this genre of photography and come work for us? And I said, I don't know. Um, So my first task was to do a practice session, but before I did that, I had to sit down at my computer and Google, what is boudoir? And what came up were all these images of really tiny women in even tinier outfits that had more sex appeal in their, like, pinky finger than I've ever had in my whole body. And I was like, this, this seems intense, but I'm intrigued. And so I, I gave it a try, and I had my good friend get dolled up. I went over to her house, um, and I just said, I just want to practice this. Let me just see if I can, if I can do it. Um, She's amazing. Long story short here, um, I went in knowing like two things about boudoir, which was like, you're going to want your hand in your hair and let's bend that knee. And that's, that's really it. I had Googled it. I was like, I'm so confident. I was like, get on the bed, get into a sexy pose. And it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, Little did I know how nuanced this genre of photography is. Like I pose people now head to toe. I pose your expression down to like how your toes are pointed. Um, I didn't know that then. So I left, and long story short, I took some kind of not-so-great photos of a really beautiful person, and I said, I don't think it's for me. (laughs) Um, Clearly, something happened. Um, I'm going to fast-forward maybe six to nine months. I was still working that retail job when the pandemic hit, and they sent us home, and I finally had all this time to just, like, dedicate to photography, so I really worked on honing my craft And around this time, the company reached back out, and they said, hey, we're still looking for people for our team. You look like you've really been working on honing your craft. And I was like, I have. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And so I decided to give it another try, this time with a whole new mindset of, like, I can turn my future into whatever I want it to be. And maybe this is it. Um, So I booked maybe 10 to 20 more practice sessions with other women that I knew. I went to their homes, and I just started practicing. I got some lights, um, and I started to get better. People started giving me good feedback, and then one day I had a client that made me realize how important the work was that I was doing. I had this absolutely gorgeous woman um, as my client. She was very petite. She had this beautiful flowing hair. Um, She honestly had everything that I thought a happy person would have. She was gorgeous. She had a husband that adored her. She was also really talented. And then on top of it all, and this is the most annoying part, she was also incredibly nice. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm sitting here with this annoyingly nice human being (laughs) on her sofa, and I asked her, why are you doing boudoir? I figured her answer would be, I'm just doing it for fun. It seemed cool. I'm hot. Yes. Um, (laughs) And her answer really surprised me. So I ask everybody why they're doing boudoir at the start of their session. It gives me a chance to connect with them, and it gives me a chance to provide a more meaningful experience for somebody. Um, And her answer was that she had struggled with eating disorders her whole life. She had body dysmorphia, for those who, do, who don't know, sorry. <clears throat> it's when you look into the mirror and you literally can't see what other people see. Um, and I think this is all society telling us these things. Like, we grew up hearing that skinny people were fat. So, of course, we're going to look in the mirror and judge ourselves really harshly. Um, and so she tells me this. And I, I, in that moment, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really important work. Um, so I put a little extra oomph into her session. I put her in really powerful poses. Um, I wanted her to see herself in just a completely new light. And at the end of the session, and when I got her photos back to her, she had nothing to say, but that's not me. And she was like, that it can't be, it's not me. And I said, it definitely is, and we all see it, and I'm so glad that you have this keepsake now to look back on when you can't see what the rest of us do. Um, so that was that was like the turning point for me. I was like, boudoir is really cool. It seems, it seems weird, but it's really cool. Um, I'm going to fast forward now a little bit further. This is actually just a few months ago. I finally, after 700 boudoir sessions and starting my own business here in Baltimore, decided I needed to get in front of the camera. <laughs> so I had a friend to do my my session. Um, and when you have a photographer friend to take your photos, it's like an unspoken rule that you could either get your photos back like the next day or it could be like next year. So I'm somewhere in the middle. I haven't seen the photos yet, but suddenly. I am in front of the camera, and this friend is saying to me, like, all right, pull the girls together, throw your head back, bend your knee, point your toe, bring that hand behind your back, bring that hand up and see your hair, look down, not that far down, lift your chin, shoulder down, and I was just like in this whirlwind of, of this experience, and the one thing that I hadn't done before I went into it was ask myself why, I was like, why did, I, why did I subject myself to this? Obviously, because I want to know what it feels like for my clients um, and just be able to relate to them that way. But my other reason that I came up with was that I have lived so long in my skin, struggling to meet, like, the bar of self-acceptance. I know, like, body positivity and... I know um, self-love, those are like hot words right now, but that is such a high bar, the way that it's phrased. And the girls on Instagram and TikTok that are always celebrating that are like, yes, I'm so hot. And I'm like, I don't feel like that most days. (laughs) Can I just get to a level where I look in the mirror and say, you're good today? Um, So that was, I realized that was my why. Why? I needed to hit just a base bar of self-acceptance on an everyday level. And that's what I want for all of my clients too. It's just to hit a base of I'm okay as I am in my skin. Um, Because at the end of the day, as much as we want to take in outside sources, sometimes we give our power to people and they write our story for us about our own bodies. But it's time to just rewrite our own stories and feel good in our skin. And I feel like a woman that is comfortable in her body can
3: do anything. Thank you. Yeah, so um, Christine, uh, I love that She's starting her own business now, she says. Yeah, so. To go from Googling boudoir to starting your own business. That's, you know, in less than, like, three
0: years. Yeah.
3: She really let the the pandemic supercharge her path. She really got
0: naked. Oh, yeah, there you go. Let's take a break, and we'll come back in a minute.
1: Support for WYPR's podcasts comes from Catholic Charities. Celebrating its centennial in 2023, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland. Learn more about this movement to change lives at cc-md.org.
3: So this um, next uh, woman uh, person... uh, individual is a, a umbc alum theater maker uh baltimore just um a powerhouse in any sort of uh, theatrical pursuit you want her as your producer her name is katie heilman um and she told this story as an audience storyteller at um, a recent show we did at the everyman theater in baltimore and uh the story is essentially about and uh, well don't give it well, my- yeah i'm not gonna talk about it let's just listen to it and then we'll talk about it that's what we'll do
2: In 2019, I came out as fat on Facebook,
3: (laughs) which I don't mean to appropriate
2: that word. I'm not gay, but it really did feel like a coming out. It was like an announcement, a big scary secret that I had to tell everyone. And so on this Facebook post, it basically said... I can't really remember it, but it was basically like, hey, I'm going to use the word fat when I talk about myself. Can you please do that too? I really want to try to make it not a bad word anymore. Maybe not like a great word. I don't know if I'm there yet, but just a word that doesn't strike fear in the heart of people when it's mentioned. And uh, I, I also just wanted to stop dieting, right? That was the biggest thing was I just want to eat like a normal human being, which was really hard. Thank you. So also as a part of that, I wanted to start meeting other fat people because growing up, I didn't have fat people in my life. The fat people that I knew were all of the adults at Weight Watchers, and I could never really connect with them the way that I wanted. So I started meeting all these fat people and exchanging stories and actually talked to a lot of people. And it was so nice to have empathy and understanding that I felt like I had never had before. And just like, to share experiences. That's really powerful. I mean, that's like why we're here. Right. So out of all of these meetings came a play called, I will eat you alive, which I wrote. And the whole message of the play was basically like, I'm fat, like, fuck you. I'm going to eat cake. Like that's, (laughs) that's literally what the play was. (laughs) Uh, But that play happened in February, 2020 and literally like, A week later, the pandemic happened, and my life was blown apart. The play got stopped in its tracks. And also, like, my energy just, like, around this, like, let's make fat a good word. Like, that went away, too. And it became easier for me to brush myself off and, uh, you know, just stay quiet. So earlier this year, I went to go visit my friend Katie... And Monica, they live in Tarrytown, New York. They have a beautiful home that uh, you can see the river. And uh, I just feel really safe and comfortable there. So I finally get there, and I see that they're in the backyard. And I get out, and I see that they're talking to the neighbor. The neighbor is a woman my age. She has a baby and a five-year-old child. The five-year-old really quickly pulls me over, and she starts asking me questions about my tattoos. And, you know, I have a tattoo of, like, a cake and a hot dog. And she's like, why aren't they colored? And I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) And so she's asking questions, like, literally pointing to places on my body. And finally she starts to point at my stomach. And she goes, what is that? And I knew exactly what she was talking about, but I didn't know what to do. So I was like, oh, that's my shirt. And she's like, no, underneath it. And I was like, oh, my pants. And she's like, no, (laughs) underneath it. And I don't know what to say. And she goes, oh, my God, that's your belly? Oh, my God, you're fat. You are really fat. And I just sort of died in that moment. It had been so long since I had been confronted with the word fat in a negative way, like explicitly to my face. And I didn't know what to do. I couldn't exactly tell the five-year-old to fuck off. (laughs) I could have, but, you know, I had just gotten there. (laughs) So I thought about it, and I touched my belly, and I looked at her, and I said, Yes, this is my belly. And she, you know, ran off, didn't care. It's, like, one of my most formative memories, right, of earlier this year, and she, like, doesn't care, but... I was really proud of myself for accepting myself in that that moment, especially when that journey of self-acceptance has been so hard for me. Thank you.
3: Out as fat, I love. I just love that she's like, I'm coming out as fat. I'm, I, you know, she's like, I really want to be careful that I'm not like appropriating that from my. Queer friends, but like I want to own that word in a way um, that is not going to, you know, feel yucky to me. Well, yeah. And I
0: think I love that idea of coming out as fat because the whole idea of coming out is that you have a secret. but, But our bodies are not secrets, right? We're always told how our bodies look. Everybody sees them like you can't hide all of that. So I think it's like it's a really interesting irony that you would come out as it's really about coming out to yourself yeah right yeah um but one of my favorite moments is when the little kid is
3: <laughs> it says it and then just runs away like and katie's like yeah that was a very formative uh terrible experience well for me and, and the, the way in which
0: it. like even as an adult you can be incredibly wounded by a kid being mean even though you you should know like they're you know they're a kid but it still is painful so anyway Thanks so much for listening today. You can find more stories from The Stoop at stoopstorytelling.com. We have lots of episodes of our podcast. You can find wherever you get your podcast content. And also at our website, you can learn about our upcoming shows and workshops. We want to thank Maureen Harvey for producing this show. Thank you, Maureen. And we will see you back here very soon. Is it made up of facts? If you-